Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Paul McCartney. Today you're 164, and we still need you, and we still feed you. <laughs> Constant rebranding and consistent sales have prolonged your life and longevity well beyond the likes of the Rolling Stones, the Who, and even the Pink Floyd sound. <gasps> Tell us, Sir Paul, one word. What's it all about, eh? When you reflect upon the whole experience with the Beatles, with songwriting, with music as a whole, what would be the one word? The one solitary, singular word that sums it all up. Love! <laughs> Well, what can I say, Paulie baby? It's a different world out there today. <laughs> In the words of Alex Rogers. Episode 5. You look like you care. Welcome, folks, folks and friends, friends and folks. This is Alex Rogers, recording and reporting from a timeless zone in which you're listening is the now. And here we are once again in the crib. 
what? I told you not to take it literally, baby. It's a figure of speech. What do you do for a living? I'm a figure of speech. I thought I could read you. Well, my friends, it's a nice, gloomy, early evening right now. And I like me some gloom. I always have room for gloom. I'm not literal with my weather. I get real fed up when people go, sunny equals happy day. Foggy equals sad day. Wayne no good. Sunshine happy. Ugh. You know, one could say that's childish, but I think that's disrespectful to the child mind. We should never raise children with that kind of tonality. Okay, uh, dude, I uh, signed up to have a good time. I didn't sign up for you, a dude who has no kids and no spouse, to tell me how to raise... Do you just tell me how to raise my family? you just tell me how to raise my family? One of these nights, when you're asleep, I'm going to come into your house and I'm going to slit your throat. For those of you who are worrying that I have completely gone off the deep end, I, I have not. I am merely uh, quoting from the great film There Will Be Blood, probably one of my favorite movies ever made. Actually, not probably, definitely. You know why? Because I saw it four times in theaters. That's right. Everyone else went to a fun movie four times, like Avengers Endgame or Seabiscuit. No, I'm kidding. I don't think anyone saw Seabiscuit four times. That'd be amazing. Hey, hey, you out there who saw Seabiscuit four times, tell me what I'm missing. Well, folks... Folks is, uh, I think, kind of a, a an all-inclusive word. It doesn't uh, it doesn't differentiate between a this or a that, depending on how you identify. Folks is just, you know, it's fine. In fact, what's funny about folks is always uh, one slip away from being a bad word. And uh, wh- why didn't you just say it, man? You said it every other episode because you've got to earn your spurn. And I did say spurn. Not, uh, as we swim through life, only one of us will make it to the egg. As I was saying earlier, I am reporting from the house, not from good old DTLA, but I will return. I shall return. Ma'am, I'm going to ride over across them mountains. I'm going to get you a pitcher of water. And I shall return. But I will. I will get back to L.A. soon. Right now, we are back in the neighborhood. And uh, instead of... Well, you know, it's a different kind of crazy that you'll hear outside this window. You see, in L.A., you're going to hear a lot of, you know, that, that shouting and those expletives and the, uh, the mania. Now, uh, it's a different kind of mania here. It's, it's the just kind of endless nothing conversations that uh, neighbors and passerbys have on their phones 
to whoever uh, is, is agreeing to give their time to them as they give just meaningless, long, loud, so all of us, by the way, indoors can hear you, just meaningless conversations. Like, so anyway, so I was like talking to Brad on Monday, or wait, no, not, not Monday. It couldn't have been Monday because I had jury duty. Uh, so I was like talking to Brad on Tuesday, or, or wait, no, not Tuesday. It couldn't have been Tuesday because I was attending my chanting and being happy seminar. So like I was talking to Brad on Wednesday, or, or wait, no, not Wednesday. Couldn't have been Wednesday because I was posing nude for the bi-monthly e-magazine Modern art for the legally blind so then like i guess it must have been thursday yeah definitely thursday so like i was talking to brad on thursday and i was like hey brad and he was like hey what and i was like what are you doing and he was like nothing and i was like telling him about what i do every day of the week and like for some reason he like barely had anything to say to me oh no 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 no, no. i remember i remember now it was friday I was talking to Brad on Friday, and I was like, 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 can I get some likes, please? I can't be anyone unless you validate every pixel of me. Likes coming to a terrifying computer screen on you. Whew! How is it going out there? I'm sure it's got to be all kinds of things for you who are listening. I can only imagine the craziness you've been going through, the um, silver linings that you've actually probably seen. It's easy to say that we're all suffering, and we are. I definitely want to acknowledge the fact that probably you're having a bit of a rough time. I have, my friends have, my family has, everyone is uh, having, uh, you know, uh, they're put to the test. I hope you all studied for the test, because tomorrow there will be no little three-by-five cards, and I, oh, excuse me, I still have my retainer in my mouth. (coughs) There will be no three-by-five cards. And there will be no notes written on your hands. This is the life test. COVID begins now. Yeah, uh, very, very... It's a testing time, a trying time. In fact, sometimes you have to literally get a test during this time. And then there's just the old proverbial test, the trial and hopefully not a real trial. Oh, Jesus, that's the last thing you need during this time. Order! Order in this court. How can there be order, Your Honor, when there's no order in the world? <laughs> this man is in contempt of my court. Well, I, uh, I've been sort of, as I said in the last episode, feeling the the prickly nature of the werewolf coming on. He's sort of wanting to have his turn this time of the month. I've been very mm, critical, been hypercritical of the people around me, and uh, especially when you're in a customer service environment. It's very, very easy to get uh, annoyed with people. 
And not just when you're in your sort of daily business practices. We now live in a world where you just look at your phone and you're in someone saying, hey, look at this dumbass. And look how they cost everyone everything. <laughs> you know, and, and when we... Uh, we get immersed in that and we start to get real negative. I was thinking today how it's, it's, it's a real shame that the most effective negative shit is really easy to do. It's, it's really easy to just get kind of, uh, I don't know, just, just to destroy, to kill, to, to knock it down. But positive, effective things, they actually take time. Let's put it this way. You got a bunch of blocks. You're playing with some building blocks. It takes time to build your fort or your castle or your tower. Or your Fortune 500 company because my parents have told me to stop dreaming. Uh, and then someone comes around and knocks it down. Pam! How easy is that? It's so goddamn easy. It's, it's easy to be flippant, to, do, to ignore people, to not say thank you or please, to say nothing when someone opens the door for you, to brush people off, to fucking honk your horn, to cut people off. It's so easy. And guess what? I've done all of that. I'm not being all like, you all owe me an apology. I mean, you do. No, you don't. I'm kidding. But you fucking do. No, you don't. I'm kidding. But you know what? It is funny. When I'm when I'm really having a bad time, I do. I blame like everyone I know for not being the better person who I can be. Perhaps some of you can relate. Oh, someone's got Bill Withers playing in their car. I remember the first time I went to New York City. I was 16 years old. And I had never been to a metropolitan area ever in my life at that point, really. I was from a coastal California town where everything, all the homes around you were like little gnome cottages. So I was taller than all the domiciles around me. So going to New York the first time was just, you know, just this culture sh 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 shock. I remember, though, I, there was this incredible moment where I was on the, the train, and uh, this gentleman, as I have often described them on the show, uh, probably between street corners and intersections, a transient gentleman, comes through with his hat off, singing pitch perfectly, Bill Withers. And, I mean, just, um, like, like, comes onto the train... Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And of course, and yes, I know. Some of you are going, oh, oh, oh God, nice singing voice, man. Uh, and, uh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry to uh, the late, great Bill Withers, and I'm sorry to your late, great ears. But this gentleman, uh, he owned it, and he sounded like Bill Withers. The voice of Bill Withers came out of him. And he went down the car that I was in of the train, down the aisles with his hat off. And when he got to the, I know, I know, I know, I know, that part, he's integrating thank you into it as people drop change. 
So he's going down going, I know, I know, I know, I know, thank you, I know, thank you, I know, thank you, I know, thank you, thank you, I know, thank you. Wow. And it was just, uh, it was, it was, it was like, welcome to New York. That was truly like, like what I remember most is, is almost getting completely flattened by a cab the minute I got out of JFK airport and that gentleman on the train. Incredible. Well, let's see. What were we saying before that? What were you saying, sir? Would you just sit down and stick to one idea? Oh, let's see. What was I talking about? What was I talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it, it just <clears throat> it just really bothers me how we get into such an easy little groove of just kind of not giving a fuck and not being nice to each other. And look at the mess we're in. Well, that's only biological. I mean, it's, 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 it's just a germ. You can't take it. I know, I know, I know. But it didn't help that we already, that our infrastructure already had a massive crack in it. And I don't just mean a literal infrastructure, but also the people and their social conduct between each other. And I hope that you understand that this is my best attempt at a conversational Bernie Sanders voice. Uh... Yeah, I I uh I got to tell you too. It's it's really funny how like to do a noble thing uh is so easy to fuck up it seems. Although it really shouldn't be. So let me break it down. Right outside my workplace, you got a lot of people who are trying to hit people up for money. Now, we are not talking about the same people like the gentleman I mentioned earlier who lower a hat or a cup and ask for change for their personal well-being. We're talking about people who are being the mouthpiece of companies, causes to get you and your money to help them. And um, I'm not putting down causes. I'm not putting down help. I'm not putting down money going to a good place promise you that. What I am about is authentic delivery. Ugh, and I'm sorry to use that word authentic. Unfortunately, inauthentic people have used that word and they go, what's your most authentic self? No, don't answer. Just feel. And while you feel, I'm going to feel you. So yeah, no, I, I, but you, you know what I mean? Just like, to convey a positive message and not come off cheesy, disingenuous, ulterior motive, brownie points, look at me, look how good I am. It's really, it's, it's difficult. Isn't it funny how it's just easy to be a shithead, but you actually have to kind of work at the grace of being good or at least passably nice. And let's put it this way, to get money from people, it helps to be something close to this genuine authenticity of which I pontificate. Uh, 
maybe I mean upon which I pontificate. Oh, you and your prepositions. Well, here's the thing. Y'all may have noticed I like to be sort of an acrobat of the voice. Um, it's always fascinated me. Language fascinates me. Uh, shifting the pitch and the tone and the accent of what's going on in this talking mechanism has always fascinated me. And I take a lot of joy in it, and I dare say a lot of pride. Now, I'm not perfect. I think every episode I've had a major grammatical fuck-up. Hell, I just fucked up my prepositions again two sentences ago. And definitely, probably a few mispronunciations. And I will continue to yawn, because I'm incapable of keeping one straight, narrow path. That said, I really hate when people are on autopilot and are clumsy, drunk drivers with their words. And a lot of the people who are asking for money for causes out there, let's take two that are happening that usually are designed to get your attention. And they are real. They are real struggles. But they're also kind of designed to get your attention. The environment and dogs. Now, we all love all of that. We like to breathe. We like to have clean water. We like to live in a world that actually can sustain itself and us. And we also like dogs. Dogs! 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 Come here, dogs! I love all of you. Except you, Rupert. You took a big, big doo-doo on our family rug. So, the, so, so, so this is very real. These are two important causes. Now, let's just say it's me, folks. Now, you, you've had, you, you're coming from your isolated reality in COVID era. You might have a spouse and or children. They might be looking at you like you're a big joke right now. You might be looking at them like they're big jokes right now. Maybe y'all are having a harmonious moment, and I congratulate you and ask you, please share the secret with us. And maybe you're also worried about your own dang well-being, your own pocketbook, your own tomorrow, your own ability to even participate in a crumbling world. You now just need to get something to eat, a simple human function. And you pass by two people who flag you down, and uh, let's say I'm one of them, and I look at you, and you're, lo- and you're walking to me, and I give you a big old smile, and you think, oh, okay, it seems positive. And, of course, we're wearing masks. Oh, oh, no, 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 excuse me, let me amend that. You're wearing a mask. But I decided, nah, I'll just wear it kind of like a chin strap because, you know, it's kind of a hoax, right? <laughs> and after all, I'm looking out for these great causes. So let me just, you know, let my mouth show to everyone during COVID while I make you care about this thing. Okay, Alex, we asked you to get to the point. Now, can you do that? Okay, all right, I will, I will. So you walk up to me, I look at you, and I say... 
Hey, you look like someone who cares about the environment. Or, hey, I bet you care a lot about dogs. You look like someone who cares about dogs. I can tell. Your body language is completely avoidant. You're hustling past me quickly. You can tell I want something. And you even have a mask, which shields much of your emotion. But, uh, trust me. And I've never been told I'm wrong. So, you look like someone who likes dogs. If I'm sounding a little caustic and angry, and a little bit, uh, <laughs> ridiculing as I present this person... It's because I find that offensive. And if you're asking anyone for money and or time, don't give a bullshit programmed sentence that your lazy parents and your failure of a fucking society told you is okay. This fucking red, white, and blue America can-do spirit. Hey, turn that frown upside down. Productivity! Do you see what I'm getting at, minus my slight breakdown as I go through this? Do you see what I'm getting at, folks? It's not coming from a place of care. It's a stupid question. Of course we fucking care about dogs. Even if you're not a dog person, you know, you don't, you don't want anything bad for this. But you know what's unfortunate? This further takes us away from the cause. The cause is important. But the way people present it is stupid. I don't know. I just think it's, it's, it's retrograde to one's purpose. How are you going to say that and actually expect a serious response from someone? Other than, I mean, I do, but I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, and, oh, and then you have the audacity when they walk past to go, Okay, think about it. I'll be out here when you come out the fuck is your problem? A lot of your parents suck. I'm sorry, folks, but your parents suck. They failed you. I'm so sorry, but that's what happened. You, you, you don't know what you're doing with this thing called language. It's the same thing when you find yourself in some board meeting. And I, and I say bored like that because you know you're bored in a fight. Everyone knows that meetings are bullshit now. And one thing about COVID, of course, is that sort of taken that away for the time being. So it is somewhat a moot point, but follow me nonetheless. You ever had someone throw candy your way? I was in that situation once when the cannabis scene went corporate they had the audacity to sit potheads down and say, whoever here can tell me the difference between an indica and a sativa gets a Snickers. What the fuck? And we wonder why evil is taking over exponentially. Now, folks, I did this at a time. I was once the guy who stood outside of a facility to flag people down and give them information and try to sell them on shit. I was doing it for a yoga studio. And you know what I did? I stood on one leg. And guess what that made people do? They came up to me. What the hell? What are you standing on one leg for? Well, take this brochure. You can stand on one leg too. Look, up there. Yoga studio. Oh, yeah? Well, that's cool. You know? And, and... Ah... Uh, 
just don't sucker people. Be curious. Be interesting. I'm not saying I was the fucking master at that, but you know what it did? It was an original thing, and I would still stand on one leg if I was trying to get people to know about the environment or about dogs. Hey, hey, whoa, what are you standing on one leg for? Well, are you aware that our breathability is decreasing as the world cooks up? Take this brochure. Get back to me. Oh, and uh, the way to stand on one leg is to think of a tree. Like the very kind that take our CO2 and give back oxygen. Anyway, have a good day, my brother. Or, you know, as uh, someone like, excuse me, excuse me, sir. I'm, I noticed that you're standing on one leg. Why are you doing that? Well, uh, I'll tell you, ma'am. I'm standing on one leg because, well, Rover right here, he can only stand on three. Oh, in the arms of an angel. I will give away my life savings just for that to give get that dog from you okay well you know while we're at it there's also some homeless people on the street i don't give a fuck about them come here dog dogs 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 after all that folks i really don't have the answer i i i genuinely do care about dogs and the environment it's people who bum me out and I don't think a lot of us care about how language comes out. I think for a lot of us, it's just a bunch of pops and squeaks and whistles and just a kind of approximated click and blab. No actual root to it, no art to it, no practice to it. And uh, kind of proudly just sort of not giving a fuck about facts or... Uh, historical dates, or reading. Um, that really makes me upset that so many people don't read. I also feel that uh, the public school systems also wasted our time with a lot of, or not wasted, let's put it this way, they sicked upon us great literature uh, before a lot of us even have lived life, so we don't give a fuck about uh, as he thought about what book to use, he wondered, oh, who am I going to upset? Everyone has an attachment to some literature, so if he says any title, a certain percentage of the listening public will have a deep feeling about it. And because he couldn't think anymore and he had to come up with a quick decision, he decided to say, about a tale of two cities. Ah! C'est faux! C'est faux! C'est un ennemi! Vive la France! La révolution! Switching gears, and <laughs> speaking of gears, I am carless at the moment. Well, I have a car, but its guts are hanging out. And I don't know what to do about that just yet, so we're just doing the old pedestrian game. And I like walking. Walking in L.A. Nobody walks in L.A. Except I do, madam. I do, and I continue to do so. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left, 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 right, left. I enjoy it. I actually love getting a good walk-in. And you really start to notice people's driving habits when you're the pedestrian. I mean, you see it enough when you're driving. But you can really objectively stand back and see 
quite frankly, how stupid you guys look when you speed. You don't look cool. I'm here to tell you, you don't look cool. You don't. You don't. Because you know why? It's a very simple reason. I'm not telling you don't speed because you're going to do it anyway and you're going to go fast because you got that fucking thing you got to show off or you got that rage. But here's the rule now that that I'm going to impose upon you. While you rage at fucking 70 miles an hour down a residential street, you can't look placid and dead in the face. You don't get to look, um, so cool. This is worthy of an inspirational quote. No, you don't get to look like that while you're blaring like a psychopath on wheels down the goddamn street. What you get to look like is Mad Max Fury Road. What a day! What a lovely day! That's what you get to look like. That's what you get to fucking show. You need to look depraved, wrathful, insane. This whole looking just lazy, you look dumb. Because what it is, man, the car's going fast. It's not you. You're the little bobblehead in there going, I can't wait to get back to my life faster. So we can't stop you. You're going to do it anyway. So next time, you need to go, I have unresolved trauma that I won't work on. Yes, well, I do believe it's been quite enough of that. I think they understand, Alex. They understand that you have a lot of aggression, that your, dare I say it, lycanthropic nature, given your werewolf tendencies, have been well-voiced and well-documented. I dare say you've said a lot of strongly opinioned things. And I wonder how you'll feel about this when you've finished recording. But why don't you get on to something positive, eh? Some nice thing for the listening public, eh? Jolly good show. Jolly, jolly good. All right. So I don't make this into a total rant fest. I'll just say, here's something positive that everybody can laugh their ass off over. Was that too many prepositions? Ah, prepositions! My nemesis. My number one nemesis. He knew his punctuation. He knew his spelling. But what he could never quite get his tongue around careful, was prepositions. Not coming to a theater near you, because we still don't know what we're going to do about that during the COVID era. All right, what I would like to recommend to all of you is a very funny, funny thing. I This is something from before my time, probably before your time. Some of you folks out there who were around during the 70s, you probably got into this guy. Look, I, I don't even know much about Hollywood Squares. I don't know about it. But I have discovered this funny motherfucker back in the day. His name is Paul Lind. L-Y-N-D-E. Paul Lind. I, I don't even want to tell you too much uh, about what's going on. In fact, I don't even really understand how the game works. All I know is put that into a YouTube search. Maybe follow the name up with uh, Hollywood Squares, if you like, and just go for one of those compilation clips because the man was quick, 
quick and innuendo is a lost art form. We're too on the nose in this uh, society. I hate everything. Everything's all fucking major keys and loudest as you can be and fucking obvious. This guy took innuendo and off the cuff, man. So, for example... The, the host will pose these what-if questions or, or any, really any kind of question. And, and, and this guy, Paul Lind, will give a funny answer before sincerely answering it. And so there'll be examples like, Paul Lind, in what state was Abraham Lincoln born? Oh, the same state as the rest of us, naked and screaming. <laughs> and then it'll, it'll do this little sort of self-congratulatory, whoops, as I kick the stand here, it'll do this self-congratulatory, uh, <laughs> like, little giggle, like a kind of just like, <laughs> wasn't that clever? <laughs> it's so good. There's others like, uh, uh, Paul Lind, is it true that there is a nudist cruise ship? Well, if there is, I can imagine how they chose the captain. <laughs> Paul Lind, when, when a man falls off a ship, one says, man overboard. But if a woman falls off the ship, then it's full speed ahead. <laughs> Even a sourpuss like me who has to go off on how people conduct their language on a given daily basis uh, can get broken up by something like this. And I believe uh, this is the part of the program where I can say at least uh, the hilarity of Paul Lind can unite us all of various different temperaments. Well, I think I just about done took all the time I can, folks. Thank you once again for being here. Uh, whew, we got through that one. Uh, everyone okay? Fingers, toes? Good. Uh, I'm very, very, very grateful for all of you listening. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, I'm normally not thinking about the numbers of my episodes, but the number five is always a very strong number for me. I think it actually probably comes from the first Star Wars Notice, he did not say Episode 4, A New Hope, because he's a real G in the SWU. Luke Skywalker, in the X-Wing battle against the Death Star, he is Red 5. Red 5, standing by. Yeah, baby. Red 5. That is, uh, I think that's where I sort of felt the first uh, vibration with the number five. Five fingers. Five fingers that can deliver the first of many batches to come. Yes, batches! Make more batches! All right, that's it, my friends. I am out. I'll talk to you all again real soon. In the mean, in between, thank you for your time. Thank you for your ride. In the Words of Alex Rogers is a podcast orbiting the mothership of Wild 7 Studios. Music by Inca Rose. Keep your ears open for storyscapes, Simpin' After Dark, and other audio goodies from Wild 7. And keep your eyes open for its first feature-length film, Debbie and the Devil.